0: Cleveland, I'm saying a little bit quicker because I've only got 14 minutes and 32 seconds left. And I'm here with Jack Duffin. Jack, how are you, buddy?
1: I'm good. I I feel like rocking a bit of Eminem. Guess who's back? Back again. Paul Brown's back. Tell her friend.
0: Yeah, so guys, uh, apologies for the lack of me being on shows recently. I've had a personal issue, which I'm going to keep personal um please do fire into my dms make sure i'm okay and i'm only joking everything's fine but yeah i haven't been on the show due to a personal thing and i'm back and uh i want to know one thing and one thing only robert jackson what the hell's going on buddy
1: yeah so this was a really funny one actually because it was stumped i reached out to a few people chatted to some others and it was like why the hell was robert jackson so it was one week into February, they waived him. It was like, fine. It's not a surprise. Finished the season on IR. He was okay, but he's not, there's nothing incredible about him. He's not one of them players where you're on the edge of your seat going, oh, he's, he's going to be the future of the Browns in the cornerback position. And then a week later, they then re-signed him. And everyone was like, what's going on here? So um, we'll go with what happened, and then I'll myth-bust. A couple of the other stuff that went out there so effectively the truth and massive shout out to brad spielberger from pff um, was great he was one of the people i reached out to and he managed to sort of find the reason and so what happened was when they waived him what the browns were effectively hoping is that someone else would actually sign him Um, and the reason for that is if someone else would have picked him up And this is based on the NFL collective bargain Agreement, which is the um, deal between players and uh, the owners. So Article 45, injury protection, Section 2D, qualification for this. There's a line in there that says, conversely, if the same player signs such a contract with a new club, that player shall not be eligible for the injury protection benefit under that contract. So what would have happened if he would have got picked up by somebody else is it basically voided off his injury protection that he would have had. Was he likely? Because we were just told it was a hamstring injury. So it's unlikely to be an issue caused and creating problems into next season. Um, But I think they were just playing it really, really safe um, and just saying, hey, let's stick him out there and see if someone picks him up. Um, But it could be something that we actually find out is a little bit more serious than just a simple hamstring injury. Um, But I I would expect him to be back. But that was the reason why. So um, it was just to see if someone else would pick him up and then void his injury protection because he finished the season on IR. So uh, that is the great mystery solved. Um, Well, any words on that, Paul, before we start myth-busting some of the other stuff that I saw out there?
0: Yeah, like, is it a sign that the Browns actually do want him, or is it like kicking the teeth for Robert Jackson?
1: I think it's a kick in the teeth for Robert Jackson um, that they were like, hey, we're going to send you out there. We hope someone else picks you up because we don't think you're going to ever hit the sort of threshold where we're going to end up paying injury protection for you. Um, but if, if no one else wants you to come back. I think, and there, there's some fans that have kicked off, like, oh, why have they brought him back? It's like, he, he's not good. And it's like, well, you're going to have 90 guys on a roster. And yeah, just because someone's on the roster now doesn't mean they're going to be on the roster for day one of training camp. Because there's, there'll be loads of like exclusive rights, free agents who are free agents that um, they've done less than three seasons in the NFL, the Browns can just keep picking them guys up um, and they can only play for us or out the league um, if we tender that deal. Um, And they're they're just bodies. And it's like, even though that's 90 on the roster, in all honesty, maybe like 65 are competing for the 53. It's usually not... All 90 are not genuinely competing. Um, Lots of them will be competing for practice squad spots, etc. But in terms of actually competing realistically for a shot on the um, 53, it's not actually that many.
0: Yeah, it's quite crazy actually because a lot of Browns fans aren't that keen on him. But you've got to remember, he has got NFL experience. Okay, he didn't play well but I'd prefer to have someone with some NFL experience on the roster floating around than someone without it.
1: Oh, 100%. If if we get to sort of week 16 next season and we've got a choice between calling up, say, AJ Green, the uh, cornerback who uh, we made the highest paid or well, highest guaranteed UDFA um, or you're going to call up someone like Robert Jackson. I'm having Robert Jackson all day long, um, and I don't think he's even close. So I've got no issue with him coming back as a practice squad. And to be fair, he could be somebody who's really, really valuable when it comes to training because not that practice squad isn't just about, hey, let's develop. These guys need to play scout team. They need to – when someone goes, hey, I need you to fit this role – they need to be able to go out and train in that role and really deliver that. So it's bigger than just all of these practice squad roles are all about, hey, let's develop this upcoming talent. Um, so no, I, I think I've got no issue with if they keep him on the practice squad. Quite frankly, the practice squad, there's loads of different ways to use it. But no, he's, he's not a bad player. It's not like, We're sitting here pulling our teeth out, going, Oh, he's one of the worst cornerbacks to ever play in the NFL. Um,
0: yeah, he's not that guy. Yeah. Well, we've got a little bit of time, mate. Oh, Jack, go on there, mate. You want something to say something? So I just want
1: to myth bust some of the other stuff that I read out there. So there was one claim that hey, waving him would do something for the rollover and salary cap, etc. So what happens with these players? And um, he signed a two year deal and he had 850000 left on his deal for next season. Um, they aren't paid any money at the moment. There's not a single penny these guys are getting. So the way their contracts are structured is you've got your base salary, which you're paid 117th of per week through the season. So you're paid during a bye week or move to 118th. They add the 17th game, but that's the way that breaks down. So you're just paid across those weeks and that's the way the money works on there. So the fact that you cut these guys in the off season, even though it's like, Hey, you've saved this, you've done this, you've done that. That's not, it's it's almost not real money. um, What you're actually talking about, you're talking about money. They'll get paid in September time um, rather than now. Um, so it's one of them that don't worry too much on this, sort of nothing really matters with the rollover. They're paid their last check by the team at the end of the 17th game. All playoff money is dealt with by the NFL. That's not actually a team thing. Um, The NFL sets aside money to pay these players, and they're they're paid, in NFL terms, pittance um, for the playoffs. Um, Obviously, hey, if I could get that for a day's work, i will be over the moon. Um, but, yeah, it's nothing to do with salary cap implications of rollover. That cap's rolling over, um, and 850000 is the minimum for him. He's been in the league, had two accrued seasons. Um, so this is – potentially, if he plays enough games, would be his third accrued season. So, yeah, he, he's – lined up to to, um, have a shot in camp. Will he get there? Probably not. But hey, who knows? Crazier things have happened. Josh Allen went from like one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL after two years. And yeah, he had really highs and really low lows um, that it was very much still that boom or bust style of player week to week. But crazier things have happened from uh, Robert Jackson can break out. Um, there is no, no reason why he can't. Yeah, it's unlikely, but I've got, I've got no reason. If they're going to keep sort of 20, what twenty 10 different cornerbacks, 15 cornerbacks potentially in camp, why not have Robert Jackson in the mix? Um, so, no, that's an interesting thing. But apparently, a wise man called Paul Brown told me something about two very special members of a certain position room for the Browns.
0: Well, Jack, I'm going to tell you more about that in a minute. Uh, how long have we got left, by the way? We have got. I've got a bombshell. Three minutes. Whatever it is, I've got. I've got a bombshell. I think next the wide receiver room is going to have to wait for this one because I've got a bombshell. Ooh. I spoke, and this is you're hearing it first on any UK podcast or source. I spoke to the head of events groundsman. Tottenham Hotspurs and they have uh, agreed that all the concerts will be going ahead in the summer for capacity and they have spoken to the NFL and the games will be going on in Spurs for the two um, for the two games this year so at this moment um, the international games is going on in London Source head person at Spurs. I'm not going to put this out on any forms of thing because I don't want to get my person in trouble at all. But if you listen to the podcast, you have got an inside that no one else has.
1: That is fantastic bit of knowledge there. We've got two more minutes, so I'm going to go for this. So according to DVOA, Rashad Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones really, really flashed. So, DVRA is a stat by football outsiders. This one, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Williams, Greg Williams, um, was talking about before. Teams are using it. Um, really, really good stuff. So, the three highest, um, play wide receivers in the NFL last year, and this is per play, so over a certain threshold, Will Fuller was number one, Julio Jones was number two. To Rashad Higgins was number three, um, so had a phenomenal season. Um, and the other one that is a really big step standout is a chap called Donovan Peoples Jones, who no way had another fantastic season when he was called upon. Um, we've got uh, caught 14 of 15 catchable passes, 11 first downs. Uh, Catch rate is 70%. What have we got? Is second. um, I'm trying to find the exact stat here. Um, Have we got DPJ? Is second amongst receivers with fewer than 50 targets. So obviously it's a small sample there. Um, But yes, second best out of all the receivers under 50 targets so if you're looking for a wide receiver who did really well on limited sample size and got breakout potential in terms of DO, dvoa numbers donovan Peoples Jones, one to watch confident he's going now well over 50 targets next year um one that yeah coming into camp there was question marks over hey he's a sixth round pick will he even make the roster and he really came on the second half of last season so Two exciting names. Hopefully, they can work out a deal to get Higgins back. That might have knock-on impacts on the rest of the room, what they do with it. But Donovan Peoples-Jones is the only one you would go, I'm really, 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 really confident he's going to be here on the 2022 roster. Um, but that's it from me. So, Paul, where can
0: people find you on social media? Clubhouse, Paul Brown, underscore UK.
1: And myself is Jack Duffin, D-U-F-F-I-N, On Twitter, DMs are open, so any questions, fire them over. Um, We've got some coming. Thank you very much for them, guys. We've got three shows lined up of ones where you've sent us requests, chat about this. So that's all coming at you the next three days, which is going to be Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. We've got weekend podcasts coming at your way now. Um, So as always, go go, Browns.
0: Go, Browns.